do a review of Lukutis Sichas in Chelik Tezayin, the second Sicha in the Parsha Shmois. In the Sicha, the Rebbe explains uh, the general idea of what Golus Mitzrayim, what it means, and uh, how it impacted. And the Rebbe brings down, first from the Ragachover, a, a very interesting. Uh, explanation why it seems that in the originally uh, Moshe was put at the edge of the river and then eventually he ended up inside the river uh, when she tried to save him and how uh, his uh, birth uh, inevitably ended up uh, taking away David Zora of the Yoir. And then the Medrash uh, explains that once he was uh, put into the river then the Golus ended. So how is these two connected? And the Rebbe will bring out and show how uh, what the Abay Dezora and uh, of Mitzrayim is and uh, how the uh, realization and uh, appreciation of godliness has become obscure and blocked while they were in uh, in Mitzrayim versus before. And also in Avedis Hashem, as the Rebbe will explain uh, all the details. Let's look inside. From Posik in the verse, Vatosim Basuf al Svasa Yoir. So it says there that she placed it, uh, the daughter uh, that Yochebed uh, placed Moshe Rabbeinu on the Suf, which is on the edge of the river. That seemed on the river bank, not in the river itself. Zog the Targum, the Targum translate, what is Basuf al Svasa Yoir? It says al kaf nara, which means on the river bank, which means it wasn't actually in the water, but it was on the side of the water. From them is muhach, so from this it's evident, as Yechavet had the tevis goimem with motion, that Yechavet, this uh, box made out of goimem, what contained Moshe in it, avegilaked, she placed him neat in them yoir gufa, she did not place him in the uh, yoir itself. Not either Yabosho Breg, but rather on the dry, on the edge, Leben dem Yoir. Means close to the Yoir. Ober from Hemshech Hasipur, but from the continuation of, this, of the story, in Posik is Mashma, so there it, it actually appears that he was actually placed in uh, the actual water, not just on the side. As the Teva Tsukhifun and Nitoifun Sfasa Yoir, that the Teva did not. Find itself on the edge of the river bank, not in the suf, but rather in the suf itself, was in them yair, which was inside of the river, in the of the river itself. And with the pasuk the pasuk says later on, she called him Moshe, she pulled him out from the water, not from the river banks. So the Ragachover explains that actually, when Yechavet placed him, she placed him on the uh, side of the bank, that's where she placed him because she was not allowed to place him within the bank because the river was the Avedizora of the um, of the was Avedizora of the Mitzrim, and you're not allowed to save yourself through Avedizora, so she had to put him on the side. But only after uh, it says that she went, the daughter of Potter went to bathe, and that means that she went to she was mevatel to. To convert them to be mevatel the avodah uh, of the nilus, so then the box sort of uh, came 
actually into the water. So the Rakshavar explains it. They would worship the Nilus. Uh, was not allowed to save Moshe by putting the box into the actual uh, river because the halacha is that you're not allowed to use even to try to save your life you can't use and therefore that's why she placed them on the suf on the edge of the river. After the daughter of Pare went to bathe on the river, which is interpreted as she went to, uh, the Gemara Soita says that she went to uh, bathe herself away from the Gilulim of her father from Davidazar of her father, Hotsi der Mid, Mavatligavan Davidazar. So therefore she nullified Davidazar of the Yair. So then the Teva came into the Yair because at that point the Teva was okay, was not anymore. The Yair was no longer Avidazar. So what does it turn out from this? That when uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was placed over there, eventually this caused for the Yoir to, shortly thereafter, for the Yoir to uh, lose its status of Avedezorah, the nullification of Avedezorah. So that's the Ragachavir's uh, idea, that it comes up, the novel idea. But there's also the Medrash, the Medrash tells us that the uh, Actually, uh, the nullification of the uh, uh, of, of 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 the Jewish people from the Gezeira to throw them in came after Moshe Rabbeinu was put there. That nullified the Gezeira, this decree, and they no longer after that they no longer threw children into the uh, river after that. So the wants to connect. What's the connection that the nullification? Of the Gezeira together with the nullification of the Zorah. Let's look inside. Base. The Medrash Zokt, the Medrash says, Why did they throw Moshe into the river? So that the astrologers uh, would think that he's already been thrown into the water, and they won't look for him. What's going on over here? Because they saw in astrology that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be punished by the water, which was really the main meriva, eventually that he was punished not to go into Eretz Yisrael, but they didn't know exactly. So they thought they're going to get rid of Moshe by throwing him into the water. So once Moshe Rabbeinu was poured into the water, they thought that he's already taking care of the punishment was there, and they're not going to look for him. The Gezeira, Kol HaBen Tashlichu, how did the whole decree that all sons that are born should be thrown into the river? That came through this was the astrologim, through the astrologers of Gezeira, they saw as Mashiach Shal Yisrael B'mayim Hunidon, 
that the savior of the Eden, which is Moshe Rabbeinu, is going to be judged by water. The far, and therefore, that's why she threw him into the river. So he should think about once Moshe was thrown into the water, Amrut, so they said, that the, their savior has already been thrown into the water. And they are not going to look after him. And that's the reason why they put him into the Nile River. And the Yad, so immediately they uh, nullified the decree, no longer need to throw in the children because he was already thrown in, he was already judged with the water. As this is them, that through this it became nullified, <coughs> that all born boys should be thrown into the river became nullified through Moshe Rabbeinu's being placed by Yecheved into the river. So all matters of Torah are totally accurate, specific in their details. It's verstandig, or very, 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 very specific. It's verstandig, it's understood as the tzvei, it's understood as the tzvei nyone bitl. These two matters of nullifications, that have been accomplished by Shaykhis to Marayim Barfun, Moshin in Yoir. These two bittles that came through throwing Moshe into the river. What were the two bittles that was accomplished? Number one, Aleph, the bittle of Avedezorah for Nilos, the nullification from the Avedezorah that the Nile River was no longer an Avedezorah. And also, two, number two, Beis, bittle like Zedah from Kola Ben Goimer, also the nullification of the decree that all the sons need to be thrown in. They have a connection amongst themselves. They're both connected with Moshe, who is the savior of the Yid. So, first the Rebbe explains in Eish Gimel what is really the idea of throwing the children into the river, and that it really means they worship the river because the river was the natural way from which they were sustained, that there's no rain in Egypt, so the Nile gave them the sustenance, and therefore they worshipped it. They thought that that is their God, because that brought them what they needed. So uh, they worshipped it, and when they wanted to get the Yidin into the river, means that they wanted to get them, that they should pick up that same idea. Gimel, but in Das Fashtein, the Chumas will understand this by explaining the inner meaning of the decree, of that all the sons that are born throw into the river. For them was the The fact that the Torah doesn't just tell us that Paray generally the decree Torah could have just said kill all the firstborn. Do we need to know how did to kill them? Throw them into the river? Why does the Torah articulate tell us specifically how he wanted to kill them? It means that. The Torah tells us how Pare meant for this decree to be accomplished to kill them. He says that throw them into the river. So that tells us his movement as thus is that that detail is It's not just a detail as far as the decree of Pare. Or the Nochmer Prat Hatam. And it's an, or, you know, it's, it's just one detail, or it's actually 
<coughs> it's a detail that also explains the reason. As them, by by them seeing that the Savior of Eden will be judged with water, and they didn't know exactly, so therefore they came to uh, sort of jump ahead and try to do that punishment. That's why he decreed all the sons are born, throw them into the river. Because, okay, so that explains, so it tells you a detail, explains why he did that. But why is that so important to know? Why do we need to know this detail? The detail that it was thrown to the water. And then we have to explain it, why water is because he saw... The astrologers saw that Mashiach Yisrael was going to be judging water. Why do we need to know that? Was Damut my time? And then you ask, why the reason? So, if there is no real lesson from it, knowing what does a Yerutash mean in the spiritual meaning, the Torah wouldn't tell us this. No, this is, rather, this is an Inyan Ikri in Golos Mitzrayim. This is a main aspect in the exile of Egypt. To the extent that that actually expresses the general content, what is the exodus of Egypt? It's throwing them into the river. Rabbi explained that. Beer in that explanation. This is the tachlis from Paris Bashtanan in the goal and the intent of the decree of Paris consisted of. Throw them into the river in Nilus, into the Nile. That is the Avedizoda from Mitzrayim. That is the idol, the worship uh, uh, of the uh, Egyptian. Pari wanted that the Yidin should be thrown in and drown in the Avedizoda of Mitzrayim. What exactly is that Avedizoda of Mitzrayim? So the Rebbe will explain that level of uh, worshipping uh, the nature and the sustenance that came from the Nile River, which was there in Dezora. They wanted that to transmit that ideas to the Eden as well. Why did they actually worship the Nile? Is Bepashtus given the far simply what was the, it was because that river was naturally the mocker from Zer Parnasa. That was the source of their livelihood. Kidua, as it's known, is Mitzrayim, a land was gained in Kiregaz. Mitzrayim is a land where it doesn't rain. And the growth of the grain, etc., is Midem. That is tied to the fact that the Nilus is Oila. The Nilus goes up. And it waters the fields. And the river. And because of that, gitas an ort su soif soif meinen. So this gives you room to, at the end of the day, to think un eiden zich and to convince yourself, to persuade yourself, as the parnosu chayuna from Mitzrayim. That how does the livelihood, how does the sustenance of Egypt come? Kum chaz v'sholim nitvon eibushim doesn't come from the Hashem. When you get rain from the Nile, which is a natural phenomenon. Uh, and you don't need to pray, it doesn't ever stop, it's always there. So then you get the idea that this is some this is their God. As opposed to when you as you slow, you have to come to rain from Hashem, you have to pray for that. Vorm the ace, medaf onkum tsugishomim. 
when you need to come on to rain is then everybody puts their eyes towards above to ask Hashem for rain. You feel that this hinges on Hashem. As opposed, when the Nile goes up and waters, then it's not recognizable uh, that you are dependent on Hashem. Think it's a river. That's what gives me that. You can't tell. Rain, you can see. You raise it towards above. You can see that it's based on Hashem. Now, does he tell you in time of Vanillus? You attribute it. You hinge it on the nature of the Nile. On the Faris does give end up a desire from Mitzrayim. That's why this was the idols of Egypt. Does he give end the Gizeda from Pari? And this was Pari's decree. Hayy Oiro Tashlichu. So, what did Pari want? He wants to throw them into the river. As Oich Eden zones the Chazvesholm, that also the Jews should, God forbid, unterworfen to them. They should subjugate to them to this. So the Gidre Hateva Vanagosa to the boundaries and the uh, ideas of nature and its conduct, that they should also follow that. So, so this happened gradually through first the Yidden descending in Mitzrayim from Canaan, and then eventually coming to this challenge of being thrown into the river. Hey, Kedeyaz the Gizeda Yoira Tashlichu. In order for this decree, throw them into the rivers of Kenan Hobma Shlita if Eden, it should have, uh, have to have to ha- have a dominance over the Jews. It does them. It is through this was by Zayis Friday given the Yeridim Mitzrayim. First, day was the descent into Egypt. Kozman Zayzani given in Eretz Yisrael for as long as they were in Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is Eretz Asher Goimer Ein Hashem That's a land God's eyes. Are in it, which means what does it mean? God's eyes in it. That mezed the gilui, you see openly You see openly how Hashem supervises every detail and detail. So you can see, Eretz, you see Hashem looking over it. But does in them? This also expresses in the fact. But Eretz Yisrael is almul given a land. It was always a land. Eretz Yisrael. That it is the rain that comes from the skies that you would uh, drink the water. The water hinges on the rain. Especially as our sages of blessed memory, Zogn, say, that the rain, the water that comes in Eretz Yisrael, that comes from Hashem Himself, even more than the clouds were comes through an agent, but Eretz Yisrael is directly from Hashem. So therefore, because you are in a place in which you see Hashem's presence in an open way, is the token or farato, so therefore there is no room for a mistake. That it is my power, the strength of my hand, made me this army, this whole fortune that I was successful is something which is my power. That a person he plows, he sows, and that's sufficient to get the blessing. Because you see very easily as who that it is Hashem who gives you the power to make this army, this success, this fortune.
Furthermore, Kozman Yaakov Abonavam Gilept. So this is because of Eretz Yisrael. But when you had Yaakov and Bonov, when they still lived, uh, which was up to the last parsha in Vayichi, and now we're talking about Shemois already. They all died, the whole generation, as we read in the beginning of Shemois. So even in Egypt, where it's not so open like in Eretz Yisrael, but the Gezeira doesn't apply there, because they still, they had seen what went on before in Canaan, it remains with them. Since while they were in Eretz Yisrael, they saw openly Asis Ophaining, that it hinges on. In Oibershton and Hashem, even when they came to a place which all that you see is the conduct of nature so it did not make them forget to block and obscure the previous vision that they already experienced that they saw in Elokos and Godliness that impacted them as but also in Egypt, so by they should also have that knowledge. At least maybe they couldn't see it openly like when they were there, but in their understanding, that also nature, which you're in Egypt, nature is also led by Hashem, which is really the idea of a nace means to raise that raise it raises your knowledge about nature that even nature is is is, is from Hashem. The word nace is like a raise, like a like a flag uh, that you raise it. So by similar nace. So a miracle means a raising which you raise as nace the idea in Teva that it raises the knowledge about nature. As Gita Hakora, that gives you a recognition. As Oich Teba Ver Gifir to the Mebrishton, that also nature is being led by Hashem. So during that period of time, there was still that recognition. However, after Yosef and all of his brothers, the whole generation, they passed on. As I need to believe in Fundiva Zanigiven in Eretz Yisrael, there was nobody left from those that were in Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, it became a became a complete descent in Mitzrayim and Hagis Hateva in Egypt and the conduct of nature. That's why there could be that decree of throwing him into the river. So that is why Pari is decreeing in the spiritual level. That is when it comes that danger. Once you're in descent, that you can get to the point of getting to the river thinking that this is the power and this is the success is in your own and you don't attribute it to Hashem. However, Moshe Rabbeinu, therefore, when he comes around, he negates all that. Moshe Rabbeinu brings down the Amuna. He didn't have the Amuna, but Moshe Rabbeinu reveals the Amuna in a deeper way, in a practical way. But the Inya for Moshe is... What is Moshe's aspect is that Moshiach shall Yisrael. He is the savior of Israel. Well, Ed is the Raya Mehemna. He is the faithful shepherd who feeds Amuna. Was his Mamshich Amuna in Eden? 
he draws down a moon into the Yid. What does he mean? As though poils are mice of a poil, that this amuna should impact in the actual action. As oich dardvu kainri in elokus is not given. That also there, where there is no vision and godliness, there was no vision and godliness. Not even seeing is a higher level, but not even a level of understanding and grasping. So he accomplished as by Eden Zolaichten the Amuna Bashem that by Eden there shall shine the Amuna and the Ebishta. And that's how they opposed, they stood against the decree of Pare. Even though the power of belief the Yidin had before, Yidin are by nature believers, sons of believers, but just generally belief, and if it's in a surrounding way, that's not sufficient. In order for the Amuna that you have, that it should impact, in lemon in life, when Hagafu mentioned and in the conduct of the person, Muzain or Ayamuna, there must be feeding that Amuna. Which means Mamshik Zain the Amuna in Apnimis to bring down that Amuna in an inner way. This is accomplished through Moshe, the feeder of Amuna, the faithful shepherd who feeds Amuna. This concept now, the Rebbe says, is why the Torah tells us by Moshe that when he was a shepherd by Yisrael, who was the uh, priest of Midian, to tell you that Moshe Rabbeinu brings it down, the Muna, to the lowest of levels, even into a place where there's Koi Midian. Their meat, Zayim, Betman Farshtein. Now we can understand was that Posik is Medayik, that the Posik emphasizes specifically as Moshe Yisrael, who's Flock did Moshe shepherd. It says Yisroi, specifically his father-in-law, who was Koyin Midian. Why does the Torah have to tell us who was the priest of Midian? Why does the Torah have to tell us uh, exactly who? The Torah wants to tell that he shepherded the flock that made him a, a special caring individual. Hashem saw the way he treated that he took care so good. So that's why he chose him. But why do we need to know whose flock he chose? The Chayda. We can understand why the Torah relates as that is given that he was a shepherd of the sheep. Is move on. We understand. Because as is known, it does given that was the preparation under ice proof. That was the test for Moshe Rabbein. After Yisrael, that Moshe Rabbein can be a shepherd of Israel. But what? Why is it important? The emphasis that is given the Rayev Tzayn Yisrael that he was shepherding the flock of Yisrael on Alz Koyin Midian Davke that Yisrael was the Koyin of Midian a priest of Midian. This is actually trying to tell us that Moshe Rabbeinu's shepherding reached into the lowest of places, even to a place of Koyin Midian. But the them, the inner meaning in this is Tzayn Yisrael Zayin Given. Chayolim di Kedusha. They were forces of Kedusha. Um Moishe hot in zei oiv giton la krovel le Kedusha. To 
include them into the Kedusha. This is from the uh, Yalkut Ruveni. And this is the Diuk Tsoin Yisroi Koyin Midyan Goymer Koyin This is the emphasis specifically the flock of Yisroi Koyin Afilu Odin Nitzutzis Even these sparks For some of the Gifunim by Koyin Midyan that they find themselves by the priest of Midyan he was a priest for idol worship. To the extent that he didn't leave out any Avedizorah that he didn't worship this Yisrael. Shepherding, that means he brings them into the Kedusha. And that's why that was prepared for Moshe Rabbeinu to Zayin Aroyev from Eden in Mitzrayim. That he can shepherd them in Egypt as a filer zayndik in a matzav. That even when they're in a situation, but he's talking to the ear, you can't see. There is no no vision. When I feel the nitkin asogin, because we don't even have a grasp and understanding in godliness. As he's neither begolu nor dan hogas hateva. All that we see openly is nature. Is Moshe given that I am him? The Moshe was the faithful shepherd. given. He aroused in them. He brought down in them, encouraged them. The Muna Bashem in Apnimis. He brought down the Shem's believe in an inner that it should pack, impact their life. So now we see how I mean, the Zora and the exile is also a form of I mean, the Zora, throwing them into the Nile River. And that's why they both were bottled at the same time. This is the connection, the tie between these two aspects. Bitl have the Zora from Nilus, and bit like Zeda, the nullification from the Vedizor of the Nilus, together with the nullification of the decree of Kola Ben that you throw in all the sons into the river, which were both accomplished when Moshe was put into the river. Because in inside, in the inner meaning, they're really the same idea. The decree to throw them into the river is that is tied to the fact that the Yoyr is the daughter from Mitzrayim. So when they're thrown in there because the Yoyr is the idol, the daughter of Egypt. But the fact, through the fact, that Moshe, who is the shepherd of Emuna, was born. So the Indian Golos Mitzrayim, and he was extended, brought down to the Indian Exile Mitzrayim. I'm sorry. Uh, until he came to Mitzrayim, to the main exile, to the main slavery. Into the Yoir, so he gave them the strength to wage war against the Avedizor of the Nilus. So also this decree has been nullified. So there is no more Moshe Rabbeinu's Mavatl and Mavatl which is really, in a sense, as Rabbi says, the same thing because throwing him to the river was to Avedizor. But what does this mean for us today? So the Rebbe says this is actually the lesson today. 
Because whatever took the place then is left in our avoider. We have our own challenges and we need to bring in the Moshe Rabbeinu that's within us to feed our Amuna to be able to become over our struggles and our challenges when we don't see godliness, when we don't even understand godliness. And to have that Rei Amuna, that Das, to bring us down to be able to overcome all the obstacles. Test. This concept of exodus of Egypt is every day and day. The fun is verstanding, so from this we understand. They're all the above general ideas. They descend the vision of seeing Godliness before we go to Egypt. And then the Yeridan Golus Mitzrayim. And then we go down the descent and exile of Egypt. And then we have the redemption of Egypt. They also exist in our service of each individual on every day and day. What is the order of the service every day and day is? You go to shul, and then from the shul you go to the study hall to study. And then from the study hall, you go to Hanig Baminak Darakheritz, conduct with them the ways of the world, you go into work, the business, go and do your job. Bitchila, first of all, kumt abedisatfila. First thing you come to is the work, the service of Dhabnik. Dernoch, then comes Limudatoy, the study of Torah. And Dernoch, this askus in Sarkhapanos, and then the occupation, the needs of your livelihood. Durch Abedisatfila, through the service of the Dhabnik, is a yid mamshich gila lekus benavshei a yid brings down the revelation of godliness in his soul. Bizin the meifuri belakus to the extent that he can see godliness. Noch da chonos from far and davnin when he gets to see the davnin that's in the shemun esra. First you prepare yourself after you prepare yourself from far and davnin that before the davnin leads up to the davnin. Undi asbon resim suki desim rechulu and the reflection in the verses of song, etc. Then you come to the reading of the Shema. What is Shema? Well, Shema is the Rosh Tevis, the abbreviation. Su'u morem enechem. Su'u the shin, mem, morem, and ayin is enechem. Raise up your eyes to the above, uru'u, and see. Which is gila lakus that's the revelation of Godliness in a way of seeing. That would be similar similar to Israel, Kinal as early Sifay. after you do Shema Yisrael, you come to Tfilas Amida, the prayer of the Amida, which is you're standing like a servant in front of the master, which is Bitl Gomor, that is total subjugation. Biz as in the beginning and as an introduction. How do you start the davening? Hashem Hashem should open up my mouth. Ufi, and my lips is not yagid. My feet will just like automatically it will speak and extend your praise. But basically, he's non-existent. He is totally No, that's the total level of bittel. That's the preparation. That's the Eretz Yisrael. That's the level of Riyan Alukus. after the service of Dabning, Gateman up from the Dargis Then you step up, step away from that level of seeing in godliness and this total subjugation. 
Onun dem zayn Fransa yiridi. Then there's two descents. One descent to the level of base medrash, and the second descent to the level of business to go into the world. Aleph. Number one is me base haknesses le base hamedrash, from the shul to the study hall. Limudat Torah. That also those is Torah. That is vichachmosis baruvet ginumen. How Hashem's blessed wisdom is <coughs> taken durch habonu masogas odom. The human mind captures the wisdom of Hashem, according to his understanding, no longer that level of bittel, subjugation, Hashem's fosetivitach, but the person understanding. So it's already descent. Although this level of understanding and grasping is a descent, relative to the revelation of seeing godliness, and the total subjugation during the davening, doch, but still is in them. For nikkeh de pulos atfilu, you can still tell the effects of the davening. That gilu yalukus benavshe bishas atfilu, what he had learned before, the revelation of godliness in his soul that he got during the davening, virkt that impacts as the asogos ozanki de boyi, that that understanding should be properly. So there is an impact from that experience of the davening of that bittel, of and godliness, that he thinks properly, and he grasps it properly in his learning. This would be compared to the second step, to the descent of Mitzrayim, but Yaakov and his sons were still alive. But the number two, that's the further descent, base. When Ayid gave the Nochla Sokov, when Ayid later on goes into his occupation, then, because of the block and obscurity of the conduct of nature, so you can totally forget, God forbid, on godliness. So that you remember all the time. That Hashem is the one that gives you strength to make this army, this fortune. And that what he does, his business should be according to the code of law. Hashem blessed wants it. That is the power of the belief in Hashem. Which he arouses and brings down in an inner, which means he already has the Amuna, but he needs to bring it down and bring it about as the Moshe Rabbeinu, the level of Das, in an inner. Yud. The following is the lesson that a Yid needs to come out with from this, take out from all the above, in his service to Hashem. Aleph. Number one. Erdar Vis needs to know as the Ravegim from Davnen, that when he leaves Davnen, that is from the level of actually seeing godliness, which total subjugation to godliness, is that already in of itself is a matter of a descent. Let it be true. It's a descent which is proper, according to the code of law, needs to be done. As mentioned before, in the code of law, 
that you have to deal, you have to make your work in the ways of the world for your livelihood. As our sages tell us, by descent in Mitzrayim, he is forced. So Hashem forces him. The reason why he leaves the shul, the reason why he leaves the Beis Medrash, is because he is forced. Ebshter wants him to do that. That's the will of Hashem. Base, base. But on the other hand, he doesn't have to worry. He doesn't need to be scared because of the descent. Although it's a great, a very big descent. Neat and hot. He doesn't see godliness. And when he's busy in the business, he doesn't have even any understanding, grasping godliness. He's busy. At the time of his business, he's thinking about his business, not thinking about godliness. But through the fact that he can wake up that Moshe, which is in his soul, that reveals his belief in Hashem in an oifum fun or eyamuna, that it feeds the muna, that it feeds it. And thus, nemt im arois from golus aproti. That takes him out from his personal, individual exile. Biza zerzed bucholin yonov. And to the extent that he can see in all of his matters. As tomi dein Hashem alikecha, mereis shona medach rishona. That always the eyes of a God from the beginning of the end of the year openly. Hashgocha protis binyona asokov. The divine providence in his business. From one redemption to the other redemption. To the Geula HaKlolis Adi Mashiach Tzitkenu, to the general redemption through our righteous Mashiach, Sheyolchenu Larzeinu Hakadosh Bukharam Mamish, who will lead us uh, to our holy land very soon, in Misichas Shabbos Parshas Shmois Tovshin Chav Beis and Tovshin Chav Gimel.